Hello, welcome to Seafair's very own podcast series, Get a Grip Unfair. My name is Gal Hoffman, and I'm the board chair of Seafair and an applied economist at Rutgers University. With me is Jane Kolodinsky, Seafair board member and chair of the Community Development and Applied Economics at the University of Vermont. And we are here to discuss NAS with Mr. Kevin Barnes, USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service NAS Acting Administrator. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us today for our podcast, Meet NAS. Statistical service provide advice, analysis, and statistical evidence-based information to help make better decisions. NAS is the USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service. Is this its mission? Yes, you're right. I mean, our mission, of course, is to provide timely and accurate information for service to U.S. agriculture. That's our role. We're here to um, make information that's available to everyone. Uh, at the same time, uh, we level the playing field in agriculture and assure that uh, we have stable markets. Can you now go a little bit deeper and tell us what NASA's key activities are? Okay, well, mainly what we are is a statistical organization. So uh, our main activities are data collection, analysis, and dissemination, publication of reports. So in that vein, uh, along that, we um, conduct hundreds of surveys, publish over 450 or so reports a year on all aspects of agriculture. Uh, we cover all the uh, commodities raised, uh, crops, uh, livestock, uh, economic information on farms, uh, as well as conducting the census of agriculture every five years, which is a major undertaking. Uh, and we're preparing now for the 22 census of agriculture. So a lot goes on here. Wow. The Council on Food and Agricultural Resource Economics, we've been kind of concerned and interested in the move by ERS and NEFA to Kansas City. Has that move affected NASA at all? No, uh, not at all. I mean, we have not been impacted. We still uh, work closely with our sister agency, ERS, as well as um, our missionary, missionary partner, uh, NEFA, and we've been able to continue to carry on our partnerships as, as we have in the past. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that NASA's key activities include conducting hundreds of surveys and data points and analyzing those data. Where can the public access the outputs of NAS? Well, as I said earlier, all of our information is public. So we make sure that the information that we collect is published and posted on our, our website at uh, nas.usda.gov. Uh, so you can go out there and uh, we, we publish a calendar uh, that shows uh, the dates of all our publications when are they when they're released and uh, the public access access to that. We also have a, uh, a database, a quick stat, a quick stats, we call it database that people can go out and mine uh, to get information, maybe even historical information. Who are your main stakeholders? Uh, of course, our major uh, stakeholders are our producers, our agricultural producers. That's who we're here to serve, of course, but all of the agricultural com community. When you look at agribusinesses, uh, you look at uh, uh, USDA, other agencies that utilize our information, as well as, as Congress in, in policymaking. So, uh, we have a broad constituency that goes across many different uh, facets of agriculture, uh, the agriculture industry, 
domestic and international. The list of output is very impressive and is very useful. However, the real world is driven by myriads of factors. In practice, how does NASA's output contribute to the research agenda? Well, I think, you know, it's obvious that we all know that the research agenda is highly dependent upon a sound data. And so NASA's role in providing uh, that data that would help drive uh, the research agenda, but not only help drive the research agenda, but help assess the agenda, we contribute by providing high quality and objective relevant data. We try to make sure things are relevant for decision-making, not only decision-making in terms of the research component, but in, in the policies that drive research. The data is needed to, to help drive those decisions. Trying to uh, feel where there are data gaps and where we're able to fill those data gaps, uh, we try to play that role in filling the data gaps. You respond to the stakeholders' needs as being relevant, and you also try to independently address gaps in the data and information provided to the various stakeholders. To the extent that we're able to do that within our current uh, mission and program, we do that. We also do reimbursable work for other organizations as well to collect additional information at requests or do data analysis for other organizations. So in that, along those lines, I think we do a lot support the research agenda. Can you elaborate a bit more on the structure of NASA? Okay, so the way we're structured right now is we, uh, we're headquartered, of course, our headquarters is in Washington, D.C., and we have a, a national operations division that handles a lot of our processing, mailing, data collection as well in St. Louis area. And then we have 12 regional offices across the country. And then we have satellite offices. So what we do is we have uh, on-the-ground contact with our constituencies out there, closely with the local contacts. And we do this data collection in concert. We have a partnership with the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, where we contract to hire somewhere around 2,500 uh, the 2,800 or so, but they're between 2,500 and 3,000 part-time contractors uh, to collect information. We have five call centers across the country for us and contact farmers. So if someone wants us to do a special survey, uh, the first thing we, we, we do is look at that in terms of its relevancy to agriculture and relevancy to our mission, whether it fits. You know, they will work through, if it's a local level, like a state, they will work through our state entity or our regional offices out there to communicate that need. We will evaluate it at the regional office and national level and then implement the program that fits our mission. How can researchers access raw data or can they access raw data from NAS and not just reports? We have uh, what we call a data lab and they can contact our data lab. That's also out on our uh, website. Through our data lab, they can currently gain access to raw data uh, and that data can be worked on in a more of a data lab and controlled environment. They have to sign agreement, confidentiality agreement, and non-disclosure agreement with the agency. And so they would put in their proposal for their research or whatever it is they need to get access to through our data lab. We would evaluate it and then determine what level of access an individual can have. So Kevin, um, can you tell us about the emerging priorities for the next year and the coming five years for NAS? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, 
One of our major priorities, of course, uh, right now, modernizing our agency infrastructure. We recently, this past year, produced uh, our new strategic plan, our five-year strategic plan. And in that plan, we established the agency's uh, kind of a vision for the future. And that vision is to be recognized as a modern, innovative, customer-focused organization that readily adapts to cutting-edge technologies and engages its world-class workforce to produce the most trusted, useful statistics on all aspects of U.S. agriculture. So when you think about that, that means a lot. That takes a lot. And so our priorities going forward is mainly modernizing our infrastructure to help uh, address these future needs, to making sure that we have a well-trained and prepared workforce. We're focused on also expanding our use of data sources and also just improving our delivery of products to our customers, easing the process for reporting to us as well. We have been challenged with response rates uh, declining to some extent, and I think all statistical organizations are faced with that. But we are committed to making reporting easy as possible uh, for responders so that we can uh, hopefully uh, continue to collect this information from them in a, in a trusted way. Fascinating. That's a big job. How are you responding to the pandemic? Hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> well, we've, we've, we've done a lot. We have uh, actually decentralized our data collection efforts uh, where we used to um, have in-person uh, communication with a lot of our farmers. We've reduced that and we've uh, spread out our data collection. We're, uh, we're able to do more work now from home. Most of, near, Nearly 95% of our staff uh, telework ready. So they were able to work from home. And so with this decentralization of efforts, we've been able to maintain our ability to collect the information as well as maintain a good response rate, challenges as challenging as it has been, <laughs> no doubt about that. We've also uh, gone to, uh, as far as uh, disseminating our reports, we've done virtual briefings, implemented virtual briefings, where we're still able to uh, do our board briefings and reports virtually, which has actually opened a lot of that process up to even even more, more people uh, to participate in. So we've been quite successful so far to operating in this envir- environment, but we realize, you know, there remain challenges and we hope that um, like everybody else, that at some point in time, we'll get back to, I won't say normal, but I say get back to a new normal. Any final thoughts? I, I, I will say this, and uh, I hope there are some producers that are listening, and I hope they understand. Uh, first of all, I want to emphasize all the all the data that we collect is strictly confidential. We live by that. We believe in that, and that is extremely important. And as a statistical organization, uh, that's critically important to us. Also, we want them to feel comfortable to report to us because of the fact that we do maintain that confidentiality of their data. We're also independent. We That is one of the core principles of a statistical agency to be credible and independent. We produce objective. I encourage uh, producers out there to continue to report their information to us. It's extremely important to them. Cybersecurity is a big issue for the agency. Extremely important. It is a top priority at our agency to maintain a securely uh, to secure that data and maintain a very secure environment. All of our employees are sworn agents. 
subject to fines of uh, $250,000 or more or five years in prison. So far, uh, we've been in business every 150 years nearly, and we uh, <laughs> have not uh, had to uh, worry about a, a major. No, I, I'm, I'm extremely impressed. I'm impressed at the quantity and quality of data that NAS provides, the ability for, and you said it's not an easy process, but there is a process for researchers across the country to access those data and not just the reports. And that, as you said, you haven't had a, a breach of security in in uh, dozens of years. So um, very, very impressive. And thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Before we wrap up, I want to offer a big thank you to you, Kevin. I would also like to thank my colleague, Jane, and thank you to our communication strategy. This podcast and other CFAIR programs wouldn't be possible without the continuing support of the Agriculture and Applied Economic Association the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Agricultural Statistical Service, and the Economic Research Service. Thank you. Bye.